Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, excuse me, the podcast. Um, as you can tell, my voice is a little bit wonky right now. I'm getting over a cold, a little bit of a sore throat action. So this is not going to be a long episode. I did not want to uh, go a week without giving you content because uh, I'm a nice, I'm a nice fellow. I'm a nice guy. Uh, but yeah, so my throat is feeling a little funky. I apologize uh, for any sort of weird noises I might make. Uh, you guys are used to me yawning, though, so it shouldn't shouldn't fucking make much of a difference here. Um, <clears throat> but uh, there are a couple things I want to talk about before we get into the the the, the thickness of today's show. Um, number one, it was my birthday uh, over the weekend on Saturday. We had our birthday stream Sunday. We streamed Pokemon Scarlet. I had a blast. We streamed for like six, almost seven hours. I think it was about six hours, actually. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming to hang out. I appreciate it. Excuse me. It was nice to play a different game, a change of pace. Really cleared the headspace. Um, MLB is not going away. Don't worry. We'll still be streaming it, but there will be some Pokemon streams here and there. Uh, I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet on my own, and then Pokemon Violet Excuse me, will be the game <clears throat> that we stream together. And I will not touch that game unless it's live on Twitch. So, twitch.tv slash kdjtv. Come chill, come play Pokemon. Uh, we're naming, we're nicknaming Pokemon after viewers, subs, gift subbers, raiders, voice crack, uh, you know, whoever comes through, that's, that's who's getting, uh, that's who's getting a nickname. Uh, secondly, before we get into the content, people who come here for MLB The Show and strictly MLB The Show probably won't give a flying fuck about what I'm about to say, but it is important to me and it's my show. So, um... Actually, on my birthday, it was announced the day after, but on my birthday, we found out that uh, Jason David Frank, the original Green Power Ranger, White Ranger, Red Ranger, Black Ranger, he's a legend, um, died by suicide, and he was 49 years old. The details of, of what happened at the end of his life obviously are scarce. It's known maybe not by anybody but himself. Maybe people close to him know. You know it's not our place to speculate. But it's important to, to me, you know, it's weird because it, it's, it's, it's somebody that I never met. I actually planned, I was currently, I, I was, like, I kind of am still, might not anymore, but in the, the planning stages of going to a, a, a con, a Comic Con in Richmond in March, in Richmond, Virginia, and he was going to be there. And I, my, my little, I have this on a Word document on a computer, I've been planning it was I was going to, you know, pay for the autograph, get a picture, and just tell him thank you. Because that's, that's really what it comes down to, is thank you. Um, and obviously, don't get a chance to do that anymore. And it sucks. And the moral of the story there is don't wait. If, if there's something you want to do, someone you want to meet, people you want to say thank you to, do it. Um, you know, and if you need help, get it. That's, that's really the moral of the entire story, let alone my, what I wanted personally. Um... But it's weird that somebody you never met could have such a profound impact on your life. And I know it sounds sappy, and you might not think it's genuine, but I promise you it is. Um, you know, that show, that character, that franchise means a lot to me, even still now as a 30-year-old adult. Um, I mean, I so many of my childhood memories or, you know, every Halloween, I was a Power Ranger. I, you know, I, I literally have him... I have the Green Ranger tattooed on my left arm. Um, it's it, it's a, it was a really sad day. It, it honestly it it really was, and it's it's still it's shaken me a little bit. Um, you know, my life will continue. 
It's unfortunate that his will not. He spent his entire life, or large part of it, uh, being an icon and being important to so many people he never met. Some he did meet, because he was always very gracious with his time. And very generous, just in general. Um, but what I'm getting at here is, I, you know, th- this is... A, this show is not about that. I just wanted to take a minute or two and just, uh, you know, appreciate and thank him. And, um, you know, it's it sucks. It, it was really rough. Nobody should be dead at 49. Nobody should struggle with mental health the way he apparently was. Um, you know, some people, you know, maybe don't have as much control as, as they would like to have over themselves, over their lives. I'm not trying to speak out of out of turn, by the way. I'm doing my best to, you know, handle it as appropriately as possible. But what I'm getting at is get help. Check in with your, your people. Um, we're all in this kind of together. And that's my mental health PSA. But, but Jason David Frank, thank you for everything. This is going to, you know, you guys usually see this helmet in my background. This is going to stay here for streams and content for just a little while. Um, you know we usually wear it on stream and, and hit dingers anyway, so... Um, but yeah, I just, <clears throat> I wanted to take a couple minutes there and, and, you know, he's literally the branding of my channel. He's the branding of my Twitch stream, the branding of my YouTube. It, it, it means that much to me and the character means that much to me and what the show stands for means a lot to me. So just wanted to, just wanted to get that off my chest, but let's, let's talk MLB the show. All right. Like I said, this is not going to be a very long episode. I don't think there's a ton of content to really <clears throat> talk about anyway. So we're going to go over the new Switch It Up event. We're going to go over the um, the second finest program that came out. And we're take a look at the calendar. We're at the point in the year where the content is not done necessarily, but it's, it's, it's pretty close, right? It's pretty close. I think we can all agree that it's pretty close to being over. Uh, so the Switch It Up event, which is... Let's look at... Before we look at the cards, let's look at what it looks like. Um, I haven't been playing a lot of this, by the way, since Pokemon came out on Friday. So I'm... A little behind, quote-unquote. I'm okay with being behind at this point in the year. I unlocked Mickey Mantle with no problem. If there is another collection, it won't be for a while. So, it's fine. Um, in this in the Switch It Up event, which ends Thursday, December 1st. So, you got a while. Don't worry. Switch Hitters. No shit. It's a Switch It Up event. 2022 Finest. Regular Finest, which includes Retro Finest. Uh, postseason Cards and Takashi Cards. So, a wide swath. Of, of options. It, max Team 99 overall. It's on All-Star 3 innings. Yada, yada, yada. First up at... What was it? 15 wins? Sorry. 15 wins is Dave Parker. Dave Parker has a nice swing. But this card is kind of jacked up for this point in the year. It's got really high contact. Decent versus righties at 109. 94 against left won't play. Um, 89 in the field. 99 arm. He's a demon in the field. At, at right field or left field. Uh, 74 speed. It's good. <clears throat> Unless you are absolutely lethal with his with his swing, which is a distinct possibility, uh, but if 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 you're just so so with his swing and you're looking for a bench bat, a left hand left handed hitting bench bat, there's twenty five better options probably, maybe even more. That's just spitballing. So Dave Parker, cool card. Wish we got him two months ago, but cool card. Uh, Juan Marichal, no hitter. <clears throat> Attributes are great. Velo at 76 is a little low, but it's probably accurate. Um, every other attribute looks good to me, but the problem is slider, four-seam, screwball, curveball, changeup's not going to cut it. doesn't matter what his control of every pitch is, which happens to be excellent. Um, his pitches just 
by how they're coded, a lot of them are going to float. Screwball floats. Curveball floats. Changeup floats. Sometimes primary sliders with that slow of velo float. It's going to be rough to use them. If he had a sinker, maybe you mix him in. If he had a cutter, maybe you mix him in. I don't think he's worth using. Um, but again, if you're a demon Juan Marichal, go for it. At 25 wins, this card might actually play. Eddie Murray has a beautiful swing. <clears throat> he's very good in the field. He'll max out at 99 at P5. His hitting attributes are pretty balanced across the board as a switch hitter. At P5, 124 contact rate, 117 power rate. We like those numbers. That's very good. Against lefties, it'll be 116 and 120. With nice 115 vision. That's a very nice number. Um, and he's got, you know, that whole wholly important 125 clutch. Plus 97 durability. Uh, Eddie Murray's a fun card. There's a lot of options at first base. Very few that switch hit as like Eddie Murray does. So if you're in the market for a new first baseman, you want to try somebody else out. If you had great success, great success, Borat, with Eddie Murphy, uh, Eddie Murphy, Jesus Christ, Eddie Murray last year. Oh, God, we just quoted Borat and Eddie Murphy right back to back. Uh, Eddie Murray's a good option at first base. Am I going to use him? It's a great question. I'm not sure. I've been having success with Vlad uh, Jr. Pete Alonso is very good. There's a lot of options at first base. But Eddie Murray is, is certainly in the conversation. I think this card is good. I think this card is the best card of the drop, um, at least of the event drop. Um, it's like a B-plus to A-minus card. It's a good card. I'm not blown away. My balls are still fully intact. Um, but it's not a bad card. It's not a bad card at all. And then if you get all the way to the end here, you'll see some Always Intense, some Takashis, and some Ball and Attic Controls, which I also pull a lot of golds out of. So they're not much better than Ball and uh, Balls of Habit. Okay, and now, guys, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I'm going to try to finish this up pretty rapidly. Um, my voice is, is, my throat, rather, is killing me. Um, I'm not even in the right program. Here we go, finest program. So they dropped the second finest program. The last finest program, just as a reminder, got to find it, where the fuck was it? Was the last finest program just a regular program? I'm an idiot. I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. I'm I'm sick. Uh, this finest program is a fucking grind. Oh my god, I've played, this is, this I actually played for several hours, and still only have 56 stars out of 100. It is a fucking grind. But it starts with Evan Phillips, who I think belongs in everybody's bullpen. He's got a nice release, primary slider, which we don't always love, but his slider's pretty good. Sinker, cutter, four-seamer, okay? When it comes to quirks, he has outlier on his sinker. We like that. 125 hit 9, 99 velo, 99 break, 101 BB per 9 with 95 control. Or 100 BB per 9 with 95 control at, at you know, base. Um, it's a very good card. I've used him in 5.2 innings, all event, because I had to get PXP for him. He's allowed one base runner, and he has six strikeouts. And if he's doing that on All-Star, just imagine what he's doing on Hall of Fame or higher. It's a very good card. Steven Kwan finally gave him his finest, and he's pretty fucking good. Uh, 98 fielding. He's a fantastic fielder. I think his arm strength should be a tick higher. Uh, 84 speed, I could argue that should even be a little bit higher, but it's it's a fine number. 125 contact rate, 86 power right. He clearly did not have that much power, but because it's the finest card, they juiced it up. He's got a nice little swing, so it'll play. But 116 versus left and 72 versus left ain't good. Um, if you're using this card, it's because you're a Guardians fan. Shout out Chris, um, friend of the show. 
120, you know, it's it's a very silly finest card. Stephen Kwan deserved a finest card, but it just doesn't fit the meta. His his style of play does not fit our meta. Still, not a bad card. It's a silly one, but it's not a bad one. Um, and it makes Guardians fans happy. 99 Will Smith, shout out Dirty Dan, another friend of the show. This guy is insane. Insane. Will Smith has a phenomenal swing. If you know, you know. 88 in the field, 89 arm strength, 74 speed. He's going to mash lefties at 121 and 111. His 101 versus right on contacts, a little on the low side. I wish it was higher. But 108 power right that plays up to 113 at P5 is just fine. Uh, 112 vision, also a very good number. In the event, I'm hitting 571 with two ding-dongs and three runs scored. Of course, it's only seven at-bats, but he's got a nice swing. I'm very comfortable using him. 99, what team will he play for next? Dansby Swanson. Um, he's shortstop primary. Obviously, he could play second and third. He's perfect in the field at 99, 83 speed. He also is going to absolutely dick slap lefties with 120 contact and 104 power. Versus right, though, he's also good. 111 contact, 106 power. 89 vision is definitely on the low side. Dansby, in my opinion, is one of those guys you either hit with or you don't. And you're going to be like, well, Kenny, fucking of course. That's what everybody's like. But like some guys you just kind of like, you can skate through and be like average with. I don't think that's the case with Dansby. You're either super comfortable with him, like super locked, or you're a bag of dicks. And I, unfortunately, with Dansby Swanson, am a bag of dicks. I will not be using this card. I don't care what it looks like or how good it is. I It, it might be a phenomenal card. I'm not saying it's bad. It's probably great. A lot of people like it. I, however, just know how I play. I know my style. And this card, for me, is not for me. In all reality, this card's probably a B plus, A minus. For me, I just won't touch it. Um, if you're a Dansby truther, a Dansby believer, good for you. This is one of those, this is one of those cards or one of those players that's very um, polarizing. That's the word I was looking for. Polarizing in the community just because of you're either good with him or you suck absolute ass with him. Um, Dansby Swanson, in the comments, YouTube. Hi. Like, subscribe. Uh, but let me know, where is Dansby Swanson playing next year? What team is he going to be on? Is he going back to the Braves? Um, the Angels need a shortstop. Maybe they decide... I don't think they're... They just got Gio Urshela. But, like, they have money. They like to just spend on players for no fucking reason. Um, there are other teams who need shortstops. Who, where's, where's Dansby Swanson going? Where's he going? Uh, there's more to this program. There are three retro finest. 99 retro finest Eric Gagne. 125 hit 9. 125 K9. Um, 99 velo, 99 break. 29 fielding. Very bad. Four-seam Vulcan change, curveball, splitter, slider. Eric Gagne is another one of those guys who's been kind of polarizing as far as uh, usability in this game. Traditionally speaking, Eric Gagne stinks. I think his fastball is pin straight. I think his wind-up and release point are very easy to pick up. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I think they're very easy to pick up. I don't think there's much deception. His his splitter and his changeup are pretty similar. His curveball is so slow that even if it fools you from the start, you can readjust, and it breaks a ton, so a lot of guys are going to throw it below the zone for a ball. His slider is about the same speed as the Vulcan change and the splitter. It just has a little more horizontal movement. I think he's pretty easy to pick up, but they made this card better by giving him outlier. He has outlier one on his four-seamer. He is deserving of it because he used to throw very, very hard. <clears throat> he's, to my knowledge, I could be wrong, he's never actually had outlier before. So, is this card usable? Yes. Is it in my bullpen? No. Just because of my past experience with Eric Gagne. 
But there are some people, like my brother, who are very good with Eric Gagne. So maybe this is an upgrade. Again, this is kind of like that Dansby Swanson situation. If you're good with it and you know it, go for it. If you're like me and there's been a history of being burned, don't keep getting burned. Just move on to somebody else. Uh, Carlos Delgado, 99. I was so excited for this card and they let me down just a little bit. So Retro Finest from the year 2000. He's got the sexy Toronto Blue Jays uniforms. Listen, I'm a Yankees fan and anybody else in the AL East can go play in traffic. But the Blue Jays have had a history of just sexual uniforms. Love the Blue Jays uniforms. Um, but this Carlos Delgado... He's a bench bat versus righties, and that's it. Eddie Murray is a better first base option at this current juncture than Carlos Delgado. 68 in the field. Bad. You don't need fielding necessarily at first base, but let's just state the obvious. 68 is bad. He's max versus righties, 125-125, and he's got a nice swing. However, 121 contact left with only 84 power left is bad. They couldn't have found any way to juice this guy. Even if it's true, I'm sure it was. He hit righties better that year. Let's just fucking make it 100. Make it 121-100. Make it 116-100. Like, play with it a little bit. Anything to make him an iota more usable as a starter. In my opinion, this guy should not be starting on your team. There are too many halfway decent lefty starting pitchers that you could run into that would basically render Carlos Delgado into a singles machine. Um, it's up to you. If you rake with a swing, go for it. Who am I to tell you what lineup to make? I'm just offering my opinion, and I'm a little disappointed in this Carlos Delgado card. Finally, the end game card is Gary Carter. I was excited for Gary Carter because I actually found myself loving the 96, the uh, Mets collection, the NLE's collection, whichever one he was. I think it was the Mets. Um, 93 in the field with 92 arm, 86 reaction. He's going to be a demon behind the plate. He's got 55 speed as well, which isn't half bad. Destroys lefties to the tune of 120 contact and 122 power with 120 vision. We like that. Unfortunately, he is basically a cardboard cutout against right-handed pitching, at least comparatively speaking to the cards we currently have. He is 103 contact right, 100 power right. If you're comparing him to Will Smith, the new Will Smith that just dropped, I guess technically he's better. But I think I'd still rather use the Will Smith. I think Will Smith's swing is better. Will Smith does offer just a tick more power against righties. Um, it's it's And he's faster, Will Smith is, if, if that matters to you. Will Smith has 74 speed off the rip. Um, I, I think Gary Carter is a bench catcher if you use someone like Joe Maurer because Gary Carter can hit the lefty that Joe Maurer cannot and then he can come in and be a defensive replacement as well. I don't see another path to playing Gary Carter. I don't think he's a starter. Unless you hit 600 with that 96 overall. <clears throat> I still think Jorge Posada is better. Jimmy Fox is better. Joe Maurer. Even though Joe Maurer's power versus left is bad. I think at the catcher position, he's better. Um, Will Smith, in my opinion, I'd rather use Will Smith. Whatever you guys prefer. I'm a little disappointed in this Gary Carter card. It's still probably one of the most usable Gary Carters <clears throat> that we've ever had, at least recently. Um, I just was hoping for just a little bit better. It, it, like, if he was... what he's Same thing he is now against lefties, but like 110... Even if he was 110-100 against righties. Don't even change his power versus right. If he was 110 contact versus right, now you got my, my Jimmy's all jumping. But with the way it's currently constructed, I just, I just don't think he's usable. 
or at least supremely usable. Um, let's go take a look at this calendar before we get out of here. This is already a little longer than I wanted to record, but I am more than happy to give you guys some content. <clears throat> okay. You are getting this on 1122 when the show shop will have discounted bundles of packs to help complete collections. I don't know if that's just standard packs. It does not say only standard. Maybe they're going to make every pack available. But on Tuesday, November 22nd, approximately noon Pacific Standard Time, that's 3 p.m. Eastern, do the math if you live somewhere else, discounted packs. On Thursday, the Free Fall Bundle. Five packs and a Thanksgiving bat skin with some profile items. It's probably going to be like a ball and a ball and out of control and always intense. Nothing crazy, but it's free, so go get it. On uh, November 29th, a new mini-season, which adds a new Finest player. Okay, that's nice. Uh, we can actually play mini-seasons and get a player. So that'll be cool. Hopefully it's a good one. Uh, and then on December 1st, a new... Oh, the final featured program. With tons of rewards, including... Ret so this is probably the forever program. Content's done, basically. So this is essentially the forever program. Once the calendar flips probably to January, that's when you guys are going to get for me like more summative content of, you know, best catchers this year, best first baseman this year, or some more looking ahead stuff like what do we want from 23, maybe some more interviews with some homies. Um, but it looks like we are we are truly nearing the end of MLB The Show 22. Hashtag thank you. Um, I think a lot of people would agree with me there. <clears throat> But we're also at the end of this podcast because your boy's going to go drink a gallon of water and lube up this pipe. Hey, yo. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Again, thank you for hanging out during my birthday stream. If you were there, I appreciate you guys. You know who you are. Um, and rest in peace to the legend, uh, Jason David Frank. May the power protect you.